We all have areas in our life we might feel stuck or overwhelmed. So join me, Jenna Zint, habit coach, teacher, and follower of Jesus as we go after little bits of better by building offensively small habits that create big impact. This is the Habit Lab Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Habit Lab. There were no dramatic throwing down of vacuums to record this episode, <laughs> in case you're wondering, as apparently it's not a pattern that's repeating itself. Um, anyways, in this episode, I wanted to talk about my Bible reading habit because I am almost finished reading the Bible through in a year, and I have never, ever, ever in my life done this. And I also honestly never had had a consistent Bible reading habit. I would do Russian roulette with the Bible. I periodically do it. Um, And last, literally about this time last year, I saw someone post about this Bible that broke it up for you. It was like, it's, I'll put, you can, um, I'll probably put it in the show notes. I'll have to figure that out. I'm like, I'm sure I can figure that out. I'll put it in the show notes, the link on Amazon. Um, Feel free to, if you ever have any questions about things I mentioned on the podcast, reach out to me at Jenna Zint on Instagram. And I could give you the link there as well. But there's this like $20 Bible. I think it's at Target too. Maybe like Daily Walk is something like what it's called. But it, it has it broken up in the Bible. So it's not like a separate sheet. Anyways, someone posted how they've read through it a few times. I was like, oh, that's what I need to do. That's like the habit. Like I, my first year I really nailed in. I didn't miss a day with my fitness habit. And I knew that year two with habits, I was meant to do that with my Bible reading. So, but it's funny because instantly I knew I was like, I will not be successful if I do this alone. So I gathered some women and invited them to do it. And at first we only had like three, but by the time January ran rolled around, and I think some people hopped on after like later into January too, um, we have, I think around eight or nine people in a text thread. So I kept it really low stakes. Anyone who wanted, like the ones who wanted to, they joined. Um, the first two weeks we did some accountability, like check in, but beyond that, we just periodically check in as things stick out to us or whatever. But I can tell you this, for me, I would 100% have not made it this far without that accountability. And I've seen everyone in the group said that too. So I'm actually going to open up. I was just processing with the Lord how much I've grown and gotten out of and just developed this whole new side of my relationship with Jesus from doing this offensively small Bible habit. And I want to actually open it up. I feel like I'm meant to, to other people. So I'm going to start a Bible, like, Bible reading group for 2024. It's going to be a little Bible habit. Um, We're going to, I'll probably not require people to use this book. I'm still hashing out some of the details, but if you'd be interested in being a part of an accountability group, my plan is to have a Facebook group where we're all at, and then you can divide people into sub chats and actually just doing check-ins that way. Um, Potentially, like I'll flesh out more of the details, but there'll be a part of a bigger movement, but then you'll be in little accountability groups that you'll check in with. Um, If I think I would highly recommend finding a friend or two to do it because I think there's more skin in the game if someone you know is in the group as well. But um, so anyone who's interested in doing a 2024 Bible habit, I would love to have you join. I just can't even, I cannot believe how much fruit and how much I've enjoyed it, how much I've gotten out of it, and how easy and like small it's been um, for the impact it's had, which again, that's the whole point of offensively small habits. So go ahead. This is co-ed, obviously. <laughs> Bible reading is co-ed. So boys or girls, if you're out there and you want to read the Bible through next year, if you want that to be one of your habits and on Instagram or yeah, Instagram 
or Facebook. I'm okay with Facebook messages. Just say Bible habit and I have a little link to a form and I'm just collecting everybody's info who's interested. And then when I hash out the details, I'll send them to people. So uh, I just wanted to make that clear at the beginning of my episode. So when I started this Bible habit, I just truly, like I said, the accountability, even hearing other people, like we'd read stuff and I'm like, I just don't get this. Or man, this is so counter what I learned growing up and hearing their thoughts, whether they, a lot of times they'd have a different perspective or someone had the same thing had stuck out to someone else. So they'd send like a link or I found this article or um, the Bible project videos were super helpful, but it feels like I just got the themes in a way that I never saw before. So when I started the habit though, I knew that it was gonna be, whenever I start a big habit, I figure out like why the habit's gonna be important, especially when it's like something so arduous and long-term for me. So I was like, I think I've never clearly developed my own reasons. I could recite scriptures and what all my pastors and mentors my whole life have told me why I should read the Bible, but I actually wanna like make my own. Um, and Because every time I read my Bible, I need to cast purpose and vision for why it's important, why it's not something I'm just crossing off my to-do list because then I'm like, I'm not gonna have longevity there because my motivation will wane because that's pretty weak. (laughs) That's not enough to keep me going. I actually need to have my own sense of what it's forming in me, like what identity I'm expecting it to develop so that I can have long-term like um, mindset for the habit. So I wrote it down and mine were that one, I'm someone, I write write them in identity statements and I actually listed them out for this one because I knew it was like my big one for 2023. Um, I'm someone who hears the Lord's voice in scripture. And that was a big deal for me. All of these have some purpose and I'll unpack them a little bit, but I didn't realize that I kind of had this underlying belief that it was dry or the people that really heard the Lord in scripture were not the ones who heard the Lord in relationship. Like I have a pretty tight relationship with the Holy Spirit and Jesus. So my whole life, I feel like I can hear him, talk to him, dialogue, get answers, um, a pretty constant communication and chatter. And when I'd read the Bible, I just didn't feel that. So I kind of thought like I relegated into my brain to people who didn't have that level of communication, then the Bible was that for them. So I didn't need, or that's why the Bible was dry for me, but I realized I had just never given enough time (laughs) to see themes. So that was a big deal for me. So I'm like, I'm believing that I'm becoming someone who hears the Lord and um, have a fuller relationship because I meet Jesus in the Word and in the Bible. And then my next one was that um, I am dis- I'm on a journey to discover my heritage. And that one was a really cool one because I really was methodical about thinking through these. I took a couple weeks in the end of um, in December before I started the habit to really dial in why this mattered. And for me, I was like, oh, like I know my current relationship with what the Lord's doing in my life and my family's. I know my testimony. I know a lot of my good friends. I know what my church, I know maybe what's kind of generally happening in the church currently, but I don't know patterns or themes of things that are found, (laughs) like archetypes or what is it? The overall arching themes in the Bible. And I was like, how can I expect to be as effective or efficient if I don't Like I'll actually have a framework for noticing patterns that are then happening in my life if I'm actually more fluent with the Bible. So that was like really big and it made it more personal for me. I realized that like I had um, the idea of a daughter finding her heritage made it way more relational and I'm someone who's pretty motivated relationally. Um, And then the last one, let's see, gosh, I couldn't find my bookmark. I had made this bookmark. So I'm like, what were the, it was the hearing the Lord's voice 
Um, oh, and then like getting and like almost being fed by it, which for me realizing like I wanted, sometimes I get overwhelmed when I read too much. So I just wanted a nugget or two to be like, what does that mean? Almost like, okay. You know, when married couples have been for a while, been married for a while and they have conversation cards, like question decks that help them generate conversation. I actually realized I was like, Oh, I want that with God or Jesus. I want to find and chew on things. I'm like, I don't quite understand that. Or what did you mean there? Or how is this, you know, fit with who I know you are? Like, does, is my perception off or does this mean something different than I initially thought? So it actually, that was like my third one. And then when I made my list, I printed it off. Um, I make graphics a lot because I'm visually, I think it's super helpful for me to remember, like have it pretty clear in front of me. And um, I'll make, um, I have an app called Canva on my phone and I'll make them and then I'll print them as a photo at Walgreens and put them up different places. So like when I get words for my season or like my theme for the year, I'll print it off and have it in front of me. Um, My word for 2023 was, this is when the story gets good. (laughs) So anyways, I think it's so because I have these profound encounters with the Lord, but unless I literally keep it in front of my face, I forget and I lose sight of my purpose. So I'm like, I just need a literal visual cue of why I'm doing this. So the first month or two of my Bible reading habit, that was my bookmark. And I actually read my whys to myself. Oh, I can feel the Holy Spirit. I like reminded myself why this wasn't just a religious act, you know, that I, like a, a chore I was crossing off my to-do list, but what identity this was forming in me and who I was becoming. And I was like, I literally was like vision casting. I was like, until this is true, I need to remind myself almost like, you know, if someone wants a dream house and they're looking at their empty lot, holding up the picture of their dream house to super, to imagine it on that lot. That's how I felt like my bookmark of like why I was going after my Bible reading habits. Um, and I did it for the first couple of months. And it's so cool because it really, then it kicked off and I felt like I was seeing the evidence and the fruit of why it was helpful. And then even honestly being able to like, sometimes the text thread be like, man, that was a dry like numbers. <laughs> There's parts of the Bible or like Psalms. I love Psalms for the first week, <laughs> but then like three weeks in, I was like, yep, more poetry that I kind of understand and kind of don't understand. <laughs> so like just having some level of um, not commiserating, that would be a negative word, but like, yeah, because then they would sometimes say, but this is what I felt like it's shown me. And I'm like, oh, that's what I needed to like recast vision for myself to like stick it out. Um, So I think the thread was like super helpful for that as well. But then it's just been crazy. I'm not overstating this at all, but reading the Bible through this year has changed my perception on the story, like Christianity, which is hilarious because it's like, I knew most of the stories, but even like how the first, you know, nine months, you don't get to the New Testament until October. And um, the Old Testament is heavy and thick. (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh, it felt like we were waiting for the plot twist. You're like, when does the climax come where the redemption comes? You know, like we were like truly longing for Jesus. And there was this point probably in June we are longing for Jesus in the sense of to change the story. But then like this probably June or May, all of a sudden I was like, I think this is what it's meant to be doing in my heart though. Like this longing for like an awareness of what Jesus saved us from, because I think I get out of touch with that. I did in my like normal, like day-to-day life. So like, I think I lived with an awareness of like needing a savior and how much of a game changer that was while we were thick in the old Testament. And then even now in the new Testament, I'm shocked. There's so many times that I'm like, wow, 
I did not know Jesus. I imposed and sugarcoated and reading, you know, these passages or chapters out of order, like I got a general, but reading them through, I'm like, oh, I really made this Jenna's version of Christianity. And like, it is not biblically backed. A lot of these mentalities, like, man, right now, I feel like the Lord's just really challenging and deconstructing some of my concepts around generosity. And it's just like, it's not found in the Bible. That was a Jennaism. And I think just reading the scripture so plainly, I think that's what I th- one of the, the benefits of it that I did not anticipate was noticing what was a Jennaism versus what was biblical and like what themes and patterns and even like, who are you like? Like understanding what God's nature is more. So it has been so profound. And it's cool because all of us in that group thread are going to keep going for next year, but we're going to next year just read. Um, we're going to, I'm going to host reading the whole Bible through the year for everybody. But the little group that I'm a part of, we're going to just spend the year in the New Testament. We're going to go real slow and kind of like chew on it, maybe read it twice. We're looking for the new tool. But um, it has just been, and the cool part though, is that most of the reading is between seven and 20 minutes a day. So I would say more so around 12 to 15 minutes. And that's the beauty of being offensively small. Like I thought, that I would, to read the Bible through in a year, it was going to be like 45 minutes a day. So to be able to see that it actually fit into what I was looking for, for an offensively small habit, but have such a major impact on my life. And now I'm like, oh, it totally is like life-giving. It feels like a meal where I didn't, never in my life was that true for me, if I'm honest. And even in motherhood, I just had this narrative that I don't have the time. Um, I read more for sure before kids. But now the cool part is like, I have my Bible out. Like some of the haps, the hacks that have really happened to me, helped me as I don't put it away. I keep it out. I have a spot that I read. So it's literally a visual cue. And if I don't get through all my reading, because I have a limited time that I can read in some days, it's longer than my 12 minutes that I have. I'll put it somewhere else in the house so that I finish it later. Like I can bite size my way through it. And I'm really not reading other books because I'm just mainly making sure I get through it. But it's been so beautiful. I'm listening to other books, but actually reading only the Bible at this point. So the the tool of finding that Bible was really helpful. Then using it as a visual cue and then having a contingency plan because my kids wake up. And that was kind of my excuse for not reading my Bible for a while is they, they often read up, wake up. So then my contingency plan is I have a few Bibles for the kids and I keep them in my little space where I read every morning. And if they wake up, they're allowed to either sit quietly next to me or I'll read their Bible. And it's turned into this, like they love it. They actually get excited about reading the Bible now, since those are the only two options and they get like cozy mom time. And um, sometimes we'll go back out because like, oh, I I didn't wake up early enough to get your Bible time. Could you go read me a story? And I had really wanted to, to like cultivate a devotional for the kids, but having it having a contingency plan that when I get interrupted, I'm not going to be mad or thrown off. I'm just going to use it differently. Like, oh, the opportunity shifted. Maybe it's not me and Jesus, but it doesn't mean that I can't still use this time to cultivate something and being okay when they're not in love with the story and being okay when it is awesome and they want one more and then being okay when our schedule doesn't allow for one more and we only get one. And just realizing, I think like taking the religiousness out of it. I think that was it. I kind of held the Bible like either super dogmatic and it was never enough And I had a lot of shame and then I'd avoid it because I felt like I was constantly failing. (laughs) And then even to the flip side is if it didn't feel full of life or super profound some mornings, I'd be like, is this even working? Where now with just the consistency, I know that like every morning is not a home run. Some mornings I'm just doing my Bible reading and I pray before and I connect a little bit with Holy Spirit. 
but maybe the reading, I just did it and I got it done and that's it. And I don't think about it that much during the day, but it doesn't mean that that's true all the time, nor does it mean the habit's not working or worth it. So I think just really going after consistency has been huge for me. So if anyone wants to join our, my Bible habit challenge for 2024, just send me a DM on Instagram at Genizent and I'd love for you to join me. But I can't wait. Like I just feel, I actually feel this sense from the Lord watching how this has yielded so much fruit in my life that I think um, I feel like this next sense of revival in the U.S. is going to come less from the church having a big bonfire that people take home. But I think it feels, I really just felt like the Lord was like people reordering their life and creating their own fire and re-engaging with the Holy Spirit at home and bringing it into the church. And I feel like this Bible habit, I actually feel like it's meant to do that to people who have for whatever season shift or transition in their life, like have lost some of their habits of first love. I think just simply committing and watching, like as you reorder, watching revival come to your heart, just so easy and simple bit by bit. Um, That's really why I feel pretty excited to spearhead this because I think the Lord really wants to show up and in some really personal revivals for people who have for season shifts have lost their first, I was calling them habits of first love. That's what I felt like Jesus was saying. So if you're interested, let me know. I'd love to have you. I hope you have a great day, guys. 